Good evening and welcome to Captain Cambino's Cabana, Christmas Cabana, Part 2. Uh, we kicked it off last week with the Christmas edition and we're continuing again this week with another Christmas edition. So it's Captain Cambino's Christmas Cabana, I guess if you want to call it that. You know, I'm fine with that. So uh, here we are. It's Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Almost said 2003. Thursday, December 21st, 2023, the shortest day of the year. And the last day of fall. So, yeah, here we are. Uh, Christmas right around the corner, everyone. Hope everybody's doing okay, having a great week. Um, working. Captain's been working his ass off, so just been busy. Excuse me, got to get my chair situated here. Um, yep, getting ready to have some, spend some time with holidays with family. So looking forward to that, but uh, just been busy and productive and, you know, trying to juggle both, you know. <laughs> you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one's better, see which one works out. <laughs> Burgess Meredith and Grumpy Old Man, hey, just finishing breakfast. He's got that flask of whiskey. <laughs> That's another thing. I was talking about last week about Christmas movies, and I failed to mention Grumpy Old Men. Uh, it's actually the 30th anniversary of Grumpy Old Men, uh, Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Burgess Meredith, and Margaret. Classic. Uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, those guys were something else. May they rest in peace. They were a funny duo, I tell you that. Uh, all the way back to the odd couple. So, uh, first off, uh, thank you again for joining me again on the cabana, Captain Cambino's Christmas cabana. Uh, I want to say thank God for the opportunity to be here again. I appreciate it very much. Uh, the Lord is by your side. And I want to thank our troops, all of our servicemen and women overseas. Thank you so much for all you do, keeping us safe. Uh, God bless you all. hope you get to spend time with your families this holiday season. If not, you know, stay, stay strong and, you know, better days are coming. We appreciate all you do. Hang in there. God bless you all for all your service. All the servicemen and women, we love you. We support you. Thank God. Thank God for our um, law enforcement, our first responders, EMTs, Coast Guard, uh, law enforcement. Thank you for all you do. All the men and women who serve and protect. Thank you for all you do. And better days are coming. Hang in there. Never give up. Uh, the captain is also a big advocate, of course, of the National Rifle Association. So I want to say thank you for all that the NRA does. And again, as Uncle Rico says, if you don't like it, you know what, Napoleon? If you don't like it, you can leave. So, I don't know, I just, just like saying that, you know, to Uncle Rico. Anyway, so God bless the NRA. God bless America. Uh, here we are. We're back with the Christmas Cabana edition. Uh, this last week we talked about Christmas movies, and I probably may have left out a few here and there, but there's so many to choose from, obviously. But uh, right now, I'm actually, I've got a Charlie Brown Christmas playing next to me on Apple TV. Uh, I actually own it digital, but um, I'd have to download it. But it's it's always on Apple TV, all the Charlie Brown uh, movies. And um, all my movies actually are in digital format. I used to have a ton of DVDs. And my friends that know me well uh, can vouch for that with uh, all the, if they've seen the, my DVD collection in the past, yeah, I had a ton. My, my parents always got on to me as well for investing in just, you know, worthless media which they were right so sorry mom and dad I'll, I, excuse me lesson learned so <laughs> but yeah I converted all of my DVDs to digital 
I um, excuse me, I ripped them. I ripped them through my DVD or Blu-ray player uh, to my computer and saved them all digital format and uploaded them to the cloud. And I have them all saved in the cloud and uh, online, backed up everywhere. Uh, also, um, a, not just in the cloud, but personal backups like uh, physical hard drive, you know, external hard drives for backup. Uh, as a computer geek, uh, I will recommend that if you do have an online backup, that's fine. Just make sure it's secured and encrypted and um, be sure to enable two-factor authentication, which is um, a very good thing, in my opinion, as far as sec uh, extra security. So, like, um, you know, but always have a backup of a backup of a backup. You know, you can never go wrong with multiple backups. So just stay on top of it. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Um and real quick, I know a few weeks ago with uh, Cyber Monday and, you know, Black Friday, all the shopping shopping sprees going on, I was talking about online security, uh, computer security, things like that. Um, I may, I don't know if I did or not mention two-factor authentication. Two-factor, I'll be, I'll be quick about this. Two-factor authentication is a method of security for additional layer. It's an additional layer of security uh, to protect yourself um, depending on the service you're using or um, app, things like that. Like for instance, Apple. Um, all of everything I have through Apple, uh, I have two-factor authentication enabled. So if I sign in to iCloud, for instance, online, iCloud.com, and I wanna sign in and verify my contacts or photos or anything I have backed up in the cloud, just for an example, generalizing, um, I, can, I log into iCloud.com and when I sign in, a code is sent to my cell phone iPhone to verify that it's me and I have to the nobody can just get in they have to have my phone number and they have to have access to that device so they can approve the, the login once the login is approved it's good it tells you the location of the device and things like that you allow it and type in the code that's it and it's it's actually quite brilliant because it's just an extra layer of security that's highly recommended and with with Apple in your Apple devices with two-factor authentication, you cannot disable two-factor authentication once it is turned on or enabled. Once it's turned on, that's it. You can't go back. So you got to be careful, be smart, be sure you take notes, write down your information, save it somewhere. So just very important. I just want to let you know that, um, especially with, uh, you know, Christmas time, gift cards, you know, especially if you have iTunes and you want to download some music or a movie, you know, if you have Apple, two-factor authentication, it's important. So anyway, so that's um, just something uh, recommended uh, for, for um, just additional security for your mobile device. So it's the Christmas cabana and we're going to talk about um, the what I wanted to bring up this this edition was Christmas memories. So um, there is uh, I'm, I'm 44 years old. So I mean, I've had a lot of phenomenal Christmases and there's lots of good times that I remember and I'm just I'm weird that way like I remember I, I remember pretty much almost everything that I've um, experienced growing up and I'll uh, do my best as far as um, trying to remember which you know going back to when I was a kid I mean I don't remember every single one but there's uh, obviously I will uh, I'll do what I can but um there is, um, when I was a kid, I remember Christmas, it was probably early 80s, we lived in Oxford, Mississippi, and uh, I remember I was a big fan of the Muppets, 
And I just I just remember Kermit and Fozzie, you know, Gonzo, Miss Piggy, Rolf, all of them. I um, really enjoyed the Muppets. I don't know why, but I remember I had a Muppet show, like pajamas and everything. It was awesome. And um, one Christmas, I remember getting, um, I think we all got a Muppet character for Christmas, myself and my brothers. And I think I got Kermit and my brother got Gonzo and my other brother got Fozzie. So uh, I, I, Gonzo was my favorite just because, you know, nobody knew what the hell he was. I mean, it was just, just some weird creature with a jacked up nose. So, I mean, it was just really cool. So Gonzo, I mean, what a cool name, you know. Uh, <laughs> the, the Great Muppet Caper. It's like, I bet I could do it. What? Just rub your head and scratch your belly at the same time. <laughs> or pat your head and, scrub <laughs> and scratch your belly at the same time. <laughs> It's funny. You have to see it. Anyway, um, I, I remember that I'm Captain Cambino. I'm still not a real captain, and I live in the fantasy world. So just uh, throwing that out there. Um, but, yeah, back to it. Um, Christmas memories. I remember getting all these toys as a kid, man. I mean, the 80s, it was good times. My older brother getting all the Star Wars figures. So over the years, uh, I mean, I know a few here, for instance, but – over the years, we, we had all the He-Man action figures, G.I. Joe, Thundercats, Star Wars, Superpowers, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, you name it. I mean, we had, we had all of them. There was um, Transformers. I remember one Christmas buying Storm Shadow because I went to see my grandmother. And we went to this, um, like, one of those stores, like, TGNY or... Alco, whatever they were called. There were just some random stores that had all these random toys. And I remember seeing Storm Shadow, G.I. Joe, for Christmas. And like, a, my, you know, Christmas money from Grandma, I went and I bought it. I was like, Storm Shadow, yeah. I mean, it was Storm Shadow. I mean, he was a badass, you know. Ninja, G.I. Joe. Nobody could, nobody could touch him. Quick Kick was the only one that could really do anything. Or Snake Eyes, you know. But it was just so badass to see that Storm Shadow in the, in the box. It was awesome. I was like, G.I. Joe, man. Um, and, like, I remember one Christmas, my dad kind of did, like, an early gift for us because he didn't want to – he didn't want to risk it. And, like – I don't know I would say risk it, but um, he, he just um, – I think there was going to – maybe there was, like, a – they were sold out at one time, but they weren't going to get any more for a while, so whatever. But, uh, no, 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 it was our birthdays or something. So, forgive me. I may not be exactly right, but I remember one time my dad says, okay – each of you can pick one. So my brother got Castle Grayskull, and I got Snake Mountain. I mean, I just—I'll never forget that. It was so cool. Um, so that was that was a good, that was a good time right there. Um, and I don't know how many, maybe a couple Christmas, one Christmas. I remember asking for the GI Joe aircraft carrier. I mean, how many how many of you out there that were in the that are in their forties now that wish they had that G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the USS Flag. How freaking cool was that aircraft carrier? I'm telling you, it was so awesome. Never never got a chance. We never did get that one as I was a kid. The closest thing one year, one Christmas, I got the G.I. Joe Terror Drome. It was like a giant Thunderdome battle station, and uh, that's where, you know, Destro, Cobra Commander, Serpentor, the Twins, the Baroness... Dr. Mindbender, Zartan, all of them, you know, spent their their times trying to bring down G.I. Joe and conquer the world. So it was a huge G.I. Joe guy. I mean, they, they had the coolest names, you know, uh, Footloose, Dial Tone, um, Wetsuit, 
shipwreck, uh, roadblock, uh, bazooka. They just all had the coolest names, you know. Um, uh, mainframe. <laughs> so I remember we tried to get a bunch of GI Joes one year. I mean, it was just something different all the time, you know. Transformers, Thundercats. Those Thundercats toys were huge. Like they were friggin' big. Like the the way they were built, you know, or created, were the structured or huge. Um, and then there were superpowers. Superpowers was based based off the Super Friends series, but you know they not from the late sort of I guess from the seventies, but they recreated it in the mid eighties, uh, made it more like you know modern. I mean, there was Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Hawkman. Uh, Samurai, Firestorm, um, The Flash, you name it. So they had them all. But they had in, they brought in, Lex Luthor had his own kryptonite suit where he could actually fight Superman and actually hold his own, you know? So it was really cool. It was like this kryptonite suit that he wore. It was badass. And I I remember always wanting that, the Superman figure. Then there was Darkseid. They had a Darkseid figure, and he was friggin' huge. Like in the box, it was like he was the biggest one because he was a giant, pretty much a, he was a god. He was a, the um, equivalent, Superman's equal, you know, just the villain. Uh, but I just remember all that, man, the superpowers, we had all that stuff. Um, but one Christmas, I remember we went to see our grandmother and we woke up Christmas morning at my grandmother's house. So we actually, it was very rare, but usually Christmas morning we would spend time, we'd wake up Christmas morning, have our Christmas and then we'd get ready and drive to my grandmother's and, um, and then do a Christmas there with them and spend some days, spend a few days and come home. It was awesome. And you knew when you're getting close to grandma's house, it was just like, oh, man, we're almost there. She always took care of us. She, I mean, we had a great time. There was Disney movies. She had everything loaded up. She would even call us. As I got a little bit older, like, you know, I, would, I mean, I'm like, you know, elementary school and stuff, she would always call and say, which Nintendo game do we want? So I'm going to get to that in a minute. But she'd always call ahead and ask what we want for Christmas. So we, I mean, we, man, it was so cool. I miss those days. I'm telling you, it was so much fun. Um, But one year, I think it was 1986 or, yeah, maybe 86 or 87, probably 86. And uh, that's when I woke up Christmas morning. There is the terror drone assembled. I was like, oh, wow, that's so awesome. I'm sure my dad put it together, but he probably didn't have a good time doing it. But uh, the G.I. Joe Terror Drone, I got that one for Christmas. My brother got a bunch of baseball cards, like sport clips. There were some old sport clips baseball cards that, you know, the, the like the hologram, like when you, you bend it, it's like the light, it changes. And he got like baseball card sets and stuff like that. He was into that stuff. And, you know, my little brother, we kind of all got the same thing. Um, with G.I. Joe's, He-Man, you name it. I just, I don't really remember a lot of He-Man stuff. I just remember maybe going to buy it uh, after the fact when we, you know, visit Grandma and stuff. But it was just like, man, that waking up that G.I. Joe Terror Drone, it was awesome. It was Christmas of 86. I can't believe I remember that. Uh, the next year, we uh, started to get into Starting Lineup. Starting Lineup was a collection action figure type set of sports figures, um, athletes. They had NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball. I mean, you name it. That was the only ones I knew of. Um, I don't know if they did NHL right away, but I know they did NBA, baseball, and football. So that Christmas of 87, holy crap, that thing was loaded. 
And I'm not I'm talking about every starting lineup figure you could think of. My dad just freaking loaded up. I remember Dan Marino, and I wasn't even a Dolphins. didn't know anything about football or the NFL, the Miami Dolphins or anything, but I just remember that name, Marino, Dan Marino. And I was just like, oh, man, Marino. You know, it sounds like some type of underwater superhero. You know, it lives in the ocean like Aquaman. So, <laughs> but um, I remember having those on the couch, seeing them all on the couch. I'll never forget that. We woke up, and there was they were all on the couch, just lined up. Each of us had our own. Like we, I think they got us like six of them each. I mean, baseball, there was Don Mattingly, Cal Ripken Jr., Dave Winfield, uh, football. I remember there was Al Toon, Willie Galt, Joe Montana, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence, the one Lawrence Taylor where he had his arms in the air. You know, it was just the, you know, with the New York Giants, it was so awesome. It was just, everything was so, it was just the, just wishing I still had them all sealed up. I remember we got a Bernie Kosar. I had them all, man, the Browns. There was a Mark Duper. I got the Duper and Marino and Clayton. I remember that. We did get that one year, too. That was, oh, man, that was awesome. Just waking up, seeing all that. Then we over here on the other side, there was Nintendo games. Nintendo games as far as the eye could see. Let me see what games we had, too. The Legend of Zelda, uh, the second one. Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. We played that right away, and, oh, my gosh, we kept just on and on. It was... We were back and forth between games. Super Mario Brothers 2. That was awesome. The Legend of Kage, or I don't know, I guess that's how you say it. It was like a Japanese uh, hero game. You could jump really high and like really cool. It was like a, I mean, just martial arts, uh, Bruce Lee type fighting game. Um, RC Pro-Am. That was fun. Uh, let's see. Kid Icarus, I think, was one of them. Uh, Contra. We got Contra that year. And then, um, uh, um, oh, gosh, Russian Attack, I believe, and uh, Tetris. So they were just loaded up. And all, I mean, I, I may be missing some games here, but I just, I'll just i never forget. It was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Zelda 2, Contra. We loaded up on all those and played all day as much as we as far as, far as, as long as we could. And I remember getting a big bear, like a bear as like a stuffed animal bear, and it's, I called him. I named him Max. I don't know why. I just thought it was a cool name, Max. And uh, you know, and we um, I remember that, and just we we just all got everything. It was so cool. I mean, it was just freaking awesome to be a kid. You know, growing up in the eighties. I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I had a freaking awesome childhood. Thank you, mom and dad. It was awesome. God bless you. Had so much fun. Thank you. But man, that Christmas of 87 was something else. Uh, just all the Nintendo games. I remember just even opening the Nintendo games. Double Dribble. Double Dribble was the other game we got. I'll never, I remember that one. That was fun. Um, and you hit the start button. and Double Dribble. <laughs> uh, Rygar. We did get Rygar. Uh, I'll have a funny story about Rygar here in a little bit. Um, Anyway, so yeah, just we loaded up. It was such a great Christmas that year. Uh, that was when we lived on uh, five seventeen North Eleventh Street in Oxford. Man, it was it was actually a white Christmas too. So we did have a white Christmas. It was beautiful. Um, uh, it was just the sun came out that morning too, and but the snow was still there. It was just it was really perfect. You know, once in a lifetime thing. You know, wake up with a white Christmas. So, uh, yeah. So. Uh, the Nintendo games, man, excuse me, I'm telling you, 
it was so so much fun. Mike Tyson's punch out. I'll never forget that. We we got our asses beat the first time, and remember first first character was Glass Joe. I mean, trying to figure it out, you know. <laughs> but when you open the Nintendo games, Ring King. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I know I'm back. Ring King was like a boxing game. It wasn't as good as Punch Out, but it was another. It was a pretty cool game. So Ring King was another one. Uh, but when you're opening the games, they had instructions inside, but they also had posters. Some of them had these little posters inside, and it would show you what games are on the horizon or what games have come out that year, things like that. And it was just so cool. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to play this, and you know. So it was, it was just so much fun. I mean, it's just all those Nintendo games. Um, man. Just, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I can picture it right now in my mind. I know exactly where it was, walking down the stairs and all those um, all those games. My brother got a bike. I think my older brother got a bike. And, uh, you know, we each got, you know, baseball stuff. You know, we all just got everything just loaded up, man. My, my dad really kicked ass at International Paper. I bet he had a phenomenal, phenomenal years. He made a lot of good money. And he was able to spurge on us, man. It was it was awesome. So I thank my parents very much for that. And I know my mom worked hard too to, you know, help out. And it was, we just had some great times. It was some great Christmases. I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful. So I'm just thankful. I grew up in the '80s and, you know, '90s. So um, it was some good times. Um, so, and then of course after we'd had our Christmas, like I said, I'd go visit my grandmother and we'd just and continue even more. And it was just it was just awesome. So uh, then one year I remember we got the Game Boy. So that we got really got into the Game Boy, and there was Super Mario Land. So I remember um, uh, my buddy John Reagan, who lived down the street. I remember him getting the Power Glove for Christmas. It was the, you know, you know now everything's wireless. You got all these wireless controllers, and you know you got AI, and you've got this, uh, you know, the virtual reality stuff, the VR stuff. But back then, Nintendo had a Power Glove. And you connect it to the, I don't remember how it connects to the Nintendo. I never had one, but he had it. I don't remember how it works. But uh, you wear the glove, and it's all just, it was all maybe infrared? I'm not for sure. But like I said, it was really cool, but it was hard to navigate. And even harder if you try to use Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and fight with Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Um, it was almost impossible. But if you, I'm sure if you look up YouTube, and um, there's probably a, a tutorial about it or, you know, whatever. Somebody out there has probably salvaged it somewhere. <laughs> But um, I remember one year, it was also a little bit later, I think it was Christmas of 89. And my mom got me literally almost every Ninja Turtle that was out there. Ninja Turtle character. All the turtles, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello. I mean, even the villains, Baxter Stockman, Shredder, the Rat King, uh, Bebop Rocksteady, um, April O'Neil, of course, but in Splinter, all of them, all the main metalhead, all the main characters, I, I got each one for Christmas that year. So I, I got into the Ninja Turtle phase, and it was just it was awesome. Like, um, had kept those for a while, and then I remember uh, watching the uh, metal. I always liked Metalhead. I know he was just a weird turtle like robot, but it was cool. So I remember watching the cartoon, and. Um, you know that cartoon, and that cartoon was so awesome. It, was, it came on in fall of 87. And my AJ Kaimi and I used to watch it a lot. When we Saturday mornings, we stay over, you know, my house or his house. We used to watch it all the time. And it's funny, though, that show lasted for 10 years. 
Um, I never thought about that. I just thought it was a, a cartoon show that only lasted a few years when I was a kid. And then I looked, remember looking it up one day, and it lasted till fall of 19 or uh, spring of 97. I was like, holy crap, I was in high school. That show was still on. So, like, you look back, it's like, man, I remember watching that as a kid and getting all the toys for Christmas. So, it's just, it's amazing how you don't, you know, you don't think about that stuff and how things last so long. But I remember uh, all the, man, just all those games and, um, the toys, just everything, you know, like I said, I was in a Ninja Turtle phase for a while. And I remember one year, um, a couple years later, I remember trading my Ninja Turtles action figures for He-Man <laughs> and, uh, Shelby Rayburn. We traded, uh, action figures one year and I got Faker, He-Man, Man, Man, Man at Arms, Manny Faces, Skeletor. Skeletor is my favorite villain of all time. No doubt about it. But, um, so I remember not getting a lot of He-Man for stuff for Christmas. I'd always trade. I don't know why we did that. But anyway, so yeah, Ninja Turtle phase, Thundercats. Um, my, my, a friend of mine from work, he got into GoBots growing up. And I never really got into GoBots, but I remember them. I, I, used to get, I guess I used to get them from, confused with Transformers. But anyway, uh, Christmas of uh, 1990. I, as I, you know, there's certain ones that, I, that do stick out in my mind. So, um, and, uh, I'll, you know, try to be as accurate as I can. So, um, again, you're listening to the Captain Cambino's Christmas Cabana special, uh, December 21st, 2023. It's the shortest day of the year. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, before I go back to Christmas memories, another few Christmas movies I wanted to mention and forgive me, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but, uh, it's the end of the year. It's holidays. You know, we've been slammed. I just want to get, this is my entertainment therapy, as we always say. As I always say here in the cabana, it's a chill environment. So whatever goes, goes. And um, so a couple of Christmas movies, I remember uh, they take place during Christmas, Rocky Four and Rocky Five. I never, I just totally forgot about those. Rocky Four, he fights Drago on Christmas Day and kicks his ass. And then Rocky Five also takes place on Christmas. Um, it's funny, I mean, Rocky Five, I just watched Christmas Vacation earlier and in Rocky Five, they're watching Christmas Vacation in the background. And I also found out not too long ago that uh, Sylvester Stallone and Chevy Chase are actually good friends. I never really thought about that or seen that before and or, you know, in the Hollywood, you know. But uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, Rocky and Clark Griswold. Rocky Balboa and Clark Griswold are good friends. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that and uh, First Blood. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is another... It takes place during Christmas. And, of course, Grumpy Old Men is one of my favorites. Um, anyway, just some random Christmas movies I forgot to mention. Um, but uh, back to Christmas. It was Christmas 1990. We moved to Sardis, Mississippi, and we started a new school. Uh, we were going to start a new school uh, January of 1991. <sighs> oh, excuse me, Captain's tired. Um that was a weird year because Home Alone came out. I didn't get a chance to see Home Alone at all. Like, didn't even get a chance to go to the theater because uh, just timing wasn't there. And we were getting ready to move. So it was just a big, it was a big deal. But um, that year, I did remember getting a Nintendo game. Um, my parents bought the Nintendo again because we burned up the one before. So let me backtrack before I talk about that Christmas. Um, there's a, st a really great story. It was spring of 88. That's when we had the Nintendo, 
and the game was Rygar for the Nintendo. So Rygar was based on this Greek mythology type hero, and um, it's like a side-scrolling game, similar to Castlevania, uh, Ninja Gaiden, stuff like that. And um, but you can't everywhere. The more you advance, you know, you you, you get closer, but you can't save any progress. Back then, it was very few games you could save your progress. Legend of Zelda, I believe, was the only one you could save your progress. And Mike Tyson's Punch-Out had a passcode, things like that. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, to get to Tyson, 007-373-5963. So, yep, still remember it. Um, <laughs> and uh, for Contra, you want 30 men. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. And if you have two, men, two, two players, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. So, yep, like I said, I have no life. <laughs> live in a fantasy world but um <laughs> so uh rygar we were going to school one day and we were playing rygar and i was really getting into it and i'm getting very far very far a little bit further than i did before and it's almost it's time to go to school so we had the nintendo on and i remember telling my mom i said mom uh just i'm gonna i'm at a certain point in the game i'm gonna leave it on so don't worry about it we'll finish up when i get home so just let it be. It's it's cool, you know. Just leave it, leave it how it is. We're gonna, I'm gonna finish it up when I get home. Yep, sure enough. When I got home, Nintendo's burned up and toast. Didn't think about that when you're a kid. You don't think about you know leaving stuff on and if it's gonna fail or not. Yep, it failed. Burned up, <laughs> no good. <laughs> dad bought us another one. I remember my dad coming home and says, "I'm not doing that shit again." <laughs> he was pissed because he did not want to buy another Nintendo. Um. So we went through, that was our second one. And uh, ultimately we had three of them. And uh, so we got the third one, Christmas of 1990. And <laughs> my dad, he's like, <laughs> he says, yep, I can't believe I did it again. He says, you better not lose this one and or and better take care of it. So anyway, Christmas of 1990, we got another Nintendo. And I remember getting the, the, Tino, the game, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. And it was nothing like the arcade game. This was just a ripoff for Nintendo. You know, they had to do something to copy the competition. But the actual arcade game, I remember playing that in yesterday's in the mall in Oxford. Badass. That game was so freaking fun. Um, the graphics, everything was like, I mean, like you're playing a cartoon game. It was really cool. So freaking cool. So, yeah, uh, I remember getting that game. And um, uh, Castlevania 3. That was fun, and I'm still I was still playing that. That that game was hard, and I remember playing that like it was no tomorrow. Just just trying to beat it. And I was just like, damn, this thing is hard. But Ca all, Castlevania games were always just phenomenal, uh, competitive, but they were super hard to beat. Um. Anyway, and it's it's funny though. You look on YouTube today, and you look at all these speed runs, and how these people, all these these gamers, that that's all they do is try to break world records and stuff. I'm like, damn, it must be nice to have that much time in your hands. But um, anyway, it was, uh, I remember that Castlevania 3 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. So, and my brother, I remember my brother getting a football helmet and it didn't fit. He was so mad. And so that Christmas in 1990 was a little different. Uh, we were in a new town and it wasn't the same. But you know what? We, we got through it and it was, it was okay. Um, we made it happen. My, you know, my dad was a smart man, and we made it work out. So it was, but 1991 was a tough year. 
So we um, we got through it though. Um, Christmas of '91, we were in a new house in, outside of Batesville, and I remember that I was back into baseball cards. So really got involved in the baseball cards, and I think there was uh, Donruss had their uh, Diamond Kings or something, some type of series called the Diamond Kings, and they had each of them had like a their own special. There were some special cards that were available. I was big into Frank Thomas, the Chicago White Sox, the big hurt. So I was really big into baseball, and I wanted to be good at baseball. So I got into baseball cards. And I remember getting like a Nolan Ryan, a Jeff Bagwell, all these cards. So I really got into baseball cards. So that was really my Christmas right there was baseball cards. Um, and uh, not much else, really. It was kind of low-key. I don't really remember a whole lot we did that year. Um of course, like I said, we always go see my grandmother, and she'd always spoil us. So um, that's another thing about going to visit grandma. Uh, we called her Wawa. Uh, may she rest in peace. She was an amazing woman. Every time we go visit for Christmas, for breakfast, she she fixes some honey buns. Oh man, that man, she 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 knew the way to our hearts. Definitely was the honey buns. So <laughs> can't beat that. We always had a Disney movie on. We bring the Nintendo and hook it up. And man, we had some good times. But um, uh, let me let me um, Christmas. Let me back 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 up a little bit too. Christmas in 1990, when we did go to see my grandmother, um, I'm and forgive me, I forgot about this. I totally just slipped my mind. But we did not get to buy Super Mario Brothers three. Super Mario Brothers three came out that year, and that was the biggest game of the year. I didn't get a chance to get it for Christmas, but I remember going to when we visited my grandmother, we rented it. We were renting Super Mario Brothers 3 and just, oh man, that was fun. And, you know, hoping we would get it for Christmas, but it was just too late, you know, and or it was sold out or something. I don't remember, but it was such a hot item at, actually at the time. So Super Mario Brothers 3 was so much fun. So we had to rent it, but it was, um, luckily we were able to rent it. It was, like I said, it was hard to, hard to come, come by. Uh, Christmas of 92, I was in seventh grade. So, um, I'm starting to remember these a little bit better. Um, that's when we got the Super Nintendo. So that's the first year of the Super Nintendo. And that's when we got another bunch of games. You know, Zelda, the Legend of Zelda game, Super Mario World. Um, about, you know, very not as many as, you know, uh, I think there was like a F-Zero a racing game. Uh, Super Star Wars or something. There was like a Super Nintendo version of Star Wars. So, it was, but I remember getting the Game Genie. Like, I, I got some Christmas money and I bought the Game Genie. So, any game I'd rent, I could get a cheat code. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Christmas of 92, we got the Super Nintendo. I remember that. Uh, Christmas of 93, I was still in the Super Nintendos and all that. Just still, you know, never really grew up yet. Um, but as, as time went on, Christmas of 94, I was, I was back into, I was into football. So I uh, really got into football. I was, uh, I was, you know, I played, I played football, played left tackle, played center. So I was really into football, and I loved watching the NFL. NFL back in the 80s and 90s was a different time, and it was just fun to watch. So I remember Christmas Eve, 1994, uh, I remember watching football at my grandma's house. It was the New England Patriots at the Chicago Bears, and – I just remember Soldier Field. I was like, okay, when both teams were going to the playoffs, but it was just so cool to see, you know, a cold weather game in Chicago. It was, it was, it wasn't snowing, but it was cold, and it was just fun. It was Christmas Eve. There's football. You know, it's just, it just, you had that 
feeling of like, yeah, this is America. You know, this is this is a Christmas in America right here. We're watching football. You know, we got the we we got food all around, but no, I couldn't drink yet at that time. So <laughs> we got everything we need right here. You know, it was like, hey, we got ring dings and Pepsi. <laughs> And we're watching football. It's a man's game. Damn right. But uh, I remember that. And then I remember that was uh, Joe Montana's final season in the NFL. So later that day, it was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Raiders. It was the last year that the Raiders played in L.A. The next year they moved to Oakland. And it was at the Coliseum. So if the Raiders win, they're in the playoffs. Chiefs win, they're in the playoffs. So win and you're in. And I just remember I was like, I kind of wanted the Raiders to win because the Chiefs were on a roll. And either way, whoever won would have played the Dolphins. And, of course, it was Joe Montana. But it was just fun, man. Jeff Hostetler, he was such a dick. You know, just watching him play, just he just seemed like an ass, you know. And he was just – he was he gets so mad about certain things. He just, you know – but he had that mustache. So that mustache was classic. So Christmas Eve was always fun. We'd always watch some football. It was, it was, just, it was just great. Uh, Christmas Eve, 95. And I'm going to jump around here, so I'm not going to have time to finish all these. But Christmas in 95, uh, Christmas Eve, the Dolphins are playing the Rams. And I remember it was in St. Louis. And we had the NFL Sunday ticket back then, so it was cool. And it was through the satellite. You know, the big, those big freaking Telstar, whatever satellites that would move when you try to change the channel, position it, things like that. <laughs> um, it, it was cool. And uh, the Dolphins beat the Rams. So the winner of the Brown – of the Ra- Broncos Raiders game gets in the um, like if the Raiders won they would have gotten in the playoffs but if they lose Miami gets in so it was in Oakland and it was Elway and I remember catching it the NBC said we got a live we're, we're going live now to Oakland with the Broncos and the Raiders and the Raiders are driving if they win they're in the playoffs and Miami's out but Elway drove them and beat them in Oakland and it got the Dolphins in the playoffs. And I was talking to one time, I remember talking to Jonathan Walker about that, a buddy of mine. And he said he remembered watching that too. The same, like, it was just pretty cool how you, you know, you know exactly what we're talking about. I was like, yeah, I remember that when they went to a live, live broadcast back then. And they didn't have, it was unstreaming. It was just a live feed. It was like, we're going live right now. We got an, you know, extra activity, you know, um, the Broncos and Raiders. And it was just classic. And I still have the footage, so it's, it's really cool. I just remember remember it happening. It was just it's just good times when you know that happens. You know, just remember that remember those good times. So that was fun. Um, mainly though, Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. I think it was Christmas Eve two thousand. Um, excuse me, Christmas Eve two thousand was a good one. Excuse me. Um, Oh, excuse me. A little thirsty there. Um, Christmas Eve 2000, uh, the Dolphins Patriots was in Foxborough. And I was 21. So um, the Dolphins kicked the field goal to go up 27-24 in the fourth quarter. And the Patriots get the ball back with a few seconds left. And I think it's like four seconds. And then Bledsoe is going to throw a Hail Mary. But as he throws it, it gets a knocked out, so it's a fumble. But they blew the whistle, so they ruled it incomplete, but they blew the whistle, but time ran out. So they the players run off the field thinking the game's over. So like 30 to 45 minutes go by, and the refs realize they made a mistake. So they come back out and bring the players back out for one second 
two play uh, two seconds. There's one play left, and it's like, how did they miss that? So it was a mess. So the offense didn't come back. It was. I mean, they there were some people were in towels, and it took some time for the defense to come back out. So it was one play to end it. And Bledsoe did not throw the hail mary. It was Michael Bishop who was the backup. But what's funny that was the year two thousand, and that was Tom Brady's rookie season. So think about it. I wonder. It's interesting how Tom Brady did not throw the hail mary. What if Brady had got in there and thrown the hail mary and won the game? I was like, man, I'm just glad that didn't happen. But that the Dolphins ended up winning the division. It was Christmas Eve, and I remember just we were having a just having a great time watching football and then chilling chilling watching more games and just flipping around just Christmas movies things like that and then come back to to CBS and it's like wait we're back to Foxborough the game's not over yet I'm like what what is going on so you know it was just but just good times you know just Christmas Eve man you know lots of good good times but and of course Christmas Eve staple is it's a wonderful life uh Jimmy Stewart I know we talked about Donna Reed I know I probably mentioned this last week but I'm glad they still air it I think it's necessary. We need it this day and age. So I'm looking forward to watching it this weekend. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's just a classic film. So I'm just, you, you can't beat that. It's all, if I miss, if I don't get to watch all the Christmas movies, I can watch that one. I'm good. That's all I need because that's the only one really that gives me hope. And um, hope is a good thing. So, uh, As I've gotten a little bit older through the years, um, certain Christmases, I would go to Miami and I'd watch a Dolphins game. And I'd, I'd fly down to Fort Lauderdale, uh, spend a few days before Christmas or after Christmas, either one. And that would be my like my Christmas break after I see my folks or whatever and hang out. And um, that's what it's all about, you know, it's the memories. So I know I talked about some childhood memories, but as you get older, you know, there's certain things you just don't really need anymore. And... I joke around sometimes too. I was like, you know, it's not about Christmas is about, you know, it's, it's about material possessions. It's, it's not about, you know, the birth of Christ. I'm just kidding. No, you know how people, I mean, it's, it's totally, it's totally about Jesus. I told, I mean, I'm just, I'm just joking. Absolutely. But you know, the, I remember seeing a video out there maybe a couple of years ago where a mom got this kid for Christmas, of an Xbox game or something. And it was not the one he wanted. It was the it was a different edition, and he's like, "I wanted this one." Because I'm sorry, that's all he had. And he threw it, and he pitched a fit. I was like, "Man, that kid would have seen these hands and whipped his ass." I mean, how disrespectful can you get? Throwing it around, that mom that mom's probably working her ass off to get whatever she can for her son, and it was just bitching is not the, it's the wrong one. That's what I don't like today. Is like it's just not. I feel like it's just, you know, it's too Christmas is too commercialized and. You know, the, they're missing the big picture. You know, it's it's about the birth of Jesus and to celebrate his life. And, you know, you know, it's just, I, I just wish, you know, more people would see that. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that type of argument, but the true meaning of Christmas is not getting the right Xbox game or a GoPro or the new iPhone, whatever. But hey, do what you want to do for Christmas. You know, I'm not I'm, the captain's not going to tell you any different. But you know, I'm just saying, you know, the true meaning of Christmas is the celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Um, so anyway, um, 
But Christmas to me, it's like as I've gotten older, you know, I just don't need a lot of stuff. And my mom always asked me, like, what do you what do you want this year? You know, you, you got to at least open a gift. I was like, okay, how about some Duluth Trading Company buck naked underwear? Because I love those. Those boxers are awesome. So I <laughs> and every year my mom would get it for me the last few years. But this year I told her, I said, don't worry about it because I actually went into one of the stores. I, when I was on my road trip, I stopped through Oklahoma City and they have a store. I was like, oh, man, Duluth Trading. I want to go in there and check it out. So I bought uh, about three or four pair, and I told mom, I says, hey, you don't have to buy me any underwear this year. I'm good. <laughs> so, um, you know, but that's that's really all I need. I don't, I'm a, like I said, the captain's a minimalist, and, hey, I got my fake beach and my my uh, my, my fake ocean, fake cabana. I'm, I'm good. Fake boat. I'm good. So, hey, fake it till you make it, right? Uh, anyway, getting a little tired. It's been a long week. Been busy. But I've uh, been productive, so looking forward to the holidays with family. Um, I hope everybody has a great, great Christmas. And, you know, be sure to spend time with your loved ones. And take in all the memories, you know. Um, take photos, you know, video, whatever you want to do. But I know a lot of days people want to do TikTok and Instagram, Facebook. they got to share all that stuff. Uh, and actually right now the captain's taking a little hiatus from Instagram until we in the revamp for the new year. So got some uh, new changes on the way. And I'm... I found out, I told you, I also found out the podcast is available on Amazon Music uh, and uh, Samsung Podcasts, and um, I'm still on Apple and Spotify. So I, I think I might, we'll see how things go, but I do have, uh, try to make, may put it on iHeartRadio, so we'll see what happens. So, hey, the more the merrier. So we'll, we'll see. But Christmas, to me, you know, it's, um, it's, it's about obviously the birth of Jesus and it's about celebrating his, you know, his presence, his being, he's omnipresent. He goes everywhere. Wait, wait that's, wait, that's home alone, but still he, he is everywhere. And, you know, we have to be thankful. I'm, I'm very thankful. I w- you know, I wish we were all on the same page like that, but I mean, like, I, and forgive me, I may not, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, um, it's about the birth of Jesus and, you know, we just, it's, that's what we, we should appreciate. We should respect that. And, but again, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but the captain, um, is thankful and just, I thank God for our, our savior, Jesus Christ. So it's going to be a good year. And I look forward to spending time with family, you know, just relaxing, uh, watching football and, you know, uh, watching Christmas movies and enjoying the camaraderie, the fellowship and getting to see family, you know, so it's, it's, it's always fun. And, um, you know, just um, having a good time and, and, you know, reflecting on the past year and being hopeful for the next year. So that's that's another part of it that I enjoy is to just, you know, hey, let's 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 give this let's give this shit another go around. Let's do it. Bring it on. Um, and another thing I want to add real quick, I have actually um, made amends with another couple of people in my life that um Apparently, I've uh, upset or something, or I've you know done something wrong. But they uh, they blocked me on social media and my phone number. But I reached out to them, uh, sent them a Christmas card, and you know offered my apologies and condolences. You know, uh, not excuse me, not condolences. I offer my apologies and you know hope they can forgive me because it is a season of hope and hope is a great thing, and it is very real. So I've um, made amends with that and 
made my peace with it and moved on. And that's the thing. Life is too short. You can't dwell on the outcomes that we cannot control. And you just got to roll with it. Roll with the punches and just live. Live life. Never, ever, ever give up. Michael Scott. So, but you got to take care of you. The captain is looking forward to a new year. There's new, new things on the horizon. And I'm ready to just grab 2024 by the horns and just whip its ass. So I'm ready. Let's do it. And uh, I would have said something else there, but it wouldn't have been appropriate. So, um, but fuck it. It's my podcast, right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about the new year um, coming up on 45. So we're, um, I'm getting, I'm getting close and turning the corner. Um, I will, uh, I'll share with you my plans for uh, the, the new year coming up soon. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Christmas Cabana. It's more of just a few memories I've had in my life, you know, Christmas memories, things like that. Um, it's, uh, you know, one Christmas, actually, let me, let me throw this down one more time. One more time. Two years ago, I was Christmas in Miami. I was by myself. I couldn't get away because of work. And due with my job at FedEx, this is the peak time, you know, as far as uh, shipping. Um, I, I couldn't get away because... During peak time, I was responsible for a lot of networking equipment at certain FedEx locations, so I had to be on call. So Christmas of 2021, I spent it in Miami. And I remember Christmas Eve going to the Clevelander Hotel and having a drink at the bar on Christmas Eve. But hey, I had the Atlantic for my view, so it was, couldn't complain, you know, didn't complain at all. So the captain was quite, you know, content at that moment. But yeah, I missed my family. I didn't get a chance to see them, so... Uh, but it is what it is. So, uh, but that was Christmas 2021 uh, alone in Miami. So, so I, I did what the McAllisters did. I spent Christmas in Miami. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, it's uh, forgive me. It was a very random edition here this week. But you know, hey, it's the Cabana. It's chill. We're just having a good time, and whatever happens, it's entertainment therapy. That's what it's all about. So, this is Captain Cambino's Christmas Cabana edition. The December 21st, 2023, the shortest day of the year. And uh, I appreciate you listening. I'm looking forward to, I'll, I'll try to do one next week, but I wanted to get this one in before the weekend because uh, right before Christmas. Uh, we've got some sports, a lot of sports on the agenda coming up this weekend. Uh, there's actually a bowl game on right now. It's the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, the captain used to live in Boca Raton as well and work down there. So uh, Boca Raton's a fun, fun little town. So uh, right now, South Florida is leading Syracuse 45-0 in the fourth quarter. That is the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, tomorrow, December 22nd, we've got the Gasparilla Bowl, Georgia Tech versus Central Florida, and the over-under is 66 and a half. And on Saturday, we've got several games. So I'll give you the rundown real quick. Arkansas State versus Northern, Northern Illinois, that's the Camellia Bowl, over-under 54 and a half. The Birmingham Bowl, Troy versus Duke, and the over-under is 44.5. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Georgia State versus Utah State, the over-under is 59.5. We got the Armed Forces Bowl, James Madison versus Air Force, the over-under is 40.5. The 68 Ventures Bowl, whatever the heck that is, South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan, and the over-under is 44.5. And we got the Las Vegas Bowl, Utah versus Northwestern, the over-under is 41 and a half. 
And to top it off on Saturday, December 23rd, we've got the Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State, and the over-under is 49.5. The Chanticleers. So lots of college football. Bowl, se- bowl season is here. So we've got, what, 477 bowl games to go. <laughs> There's just so many bowls, you know. Um, congratulations also to the Harding University Bisons. That, that's where I got my MBA. Um, they finished 15-0 and and are NCAA Division II national champions. What a season. Phenomenal season. They defeated the Colorado School of Mines for the for the Division II National Championship, 38-7. to So congratulations to uh, the Harding Bisons for being a undefeated, a 15-0 season. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, so just chilling, watching a Charlie Brown Christmas, watching a little football. we got the New Orleans Saints and the, and the L.A. Rams on as well. So um, anyway, my name is Captain Cambino. And I don't have a Christmas tree. So, but maybe maybe next year, right? So, <laughs> uh, actually, I got a fake one right over here in the corner. Take that back. I have a fake palm tree. So, you've been listening to Captain Cambino's Christmas Cabana, December 21st, 2023, the shortest day of the year. I don't know why I like saying that. It's just weird. So, as Chris Berman says, Mele Kalikimaka on NFL primetime back in the day. So, we're going to top it off and finish the show with little Bing Crosby, Melia Kalikimaka. And actually the beginning was uh, Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I, I remember that from Home Alone too when they're when they're coming into Florida. <laughs> and it's raining, pouring down rain on Christmas. <laughs> and they're watching It's a Wonderful Life in Spanish. Um, anyway, it's been fun. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, uh, the Captain Cambino's Cabana is available on Apple and Spotify. I will post that here shortly. And it is also available on Amazon Music and Samsung Podcasts. Um, and I, I'm like I said, take a little hiatus from Instagram, but I'll be back soon. And just revamping some things at the end of the year and get started for the new year, having a fresh start. So we're going to uh, kick ass and take it starboard. So whatever, whatever happens, let's do it. Uh, fire up the engines, baby. Let's do this. So... I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you, God and Jesus, for the, the, the season. And be sure to give back. You know, do what you have to do. Salvation Army, you know, I, I made a donation to a, a, a family this year, so I felt good about that. You know, I, and not just a one-time thing, but, I mean, I just, you know, but I, it, it's good. It's good to give back, you know. As you get older, you start to realize what's important. And that's – it's. You know, Jesus is the reason for the season. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so hope everybody has a great Christmas. Be safe traveling, whatever you're doing, but uh, be sure, have a cold one, have a high noon, have a cold, cold beer, wherever you are, margarita. Just, just enjoy yourself. Make it a Christmas to remember and um, enjoy time with your family and friends and God bless our troops and all, all the servicemen and women overseas that can't be with their families for Christmas. We love you. We support you. Have a great holiday. So thank you for listening. Forgive me for rambling. This is Captain Cambino's Christmas Cabana. I look forward to the next edition and 2024 is coming up. So we got to be ready. Got to grab it by the horns and kick its ass. So 
Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. As, like I said, Mele Kaliki Maka. Merry Christmas. God bless. And hope everybody enjoys their holiday. Forgive me for rambling. I'm just excited. I'm tired. So <laughs> let's get a good night's sleep. Mele Kaliki Maka. Merry Christmas. God bless. Permission to come aboard.